Greetings. Welcome back to J. Marie Speaks, Season 3, Episode 4, The Growth Cycle of Intimate Relationships. I call this the Toddler Preteen Stage, a.k.a. Yo-Yo. Let's begin. Season 3, Episode 2, we discuss the gestational period of intimate relationships or meeting the representative of the individual. The transition of the relationship will start to shift around, I'll say, the eighth or ninth month. For some people, it's a little bit sooner, depending on whether or not the person that you're with is being authentic to themselves or being true to themselves. It is likened to giving birth to a child once it has become full term. This may occur sooner or later, as I stated before, depending on that individual. The love bombing continues, but you start to see red flags. At this point, you may have already fallen in love with the representative. Prepare to meet the real person. You're like, I did meet the real person. Oh, no, you didn't. You know, I need y'all to be reminded during the gestational period of a baby, you know, each parent is contributing some in, in a perfect world. Both parents are contributing. You know, the father is showing support to the mom by getting food, you know, massaging the mom, taking care of making sure that her mindset is positive as she, you know, grows the seed of his child in her womb. And the mother is feeding the baby good things, talking to it. You know, she's doing everything possible to make sure that this baby survives and is happy and healthy. That's what I'm meaning when I say gestational period. You're meeting that person's representative or the best part of themselves, him or herself, to try to woo you or impress you so that you do fall in love, okay? So now that we have that understanding, let's proceed. It may start off with small disagreements that cause you to question whether or not this is the same individual that you fell in love with. Newsflash, it is not. The real person is starting to manifest because an individual can't deny being who they really are for a long period of time. I call this the toddler stage. This stage, like a toddler, can occur between years one and three. Your partner will test the limits to determine how much disrespect tolerance, etc. that you can take before you talk about leaving or it is creating a real problem. This is a very delicate stage, especially if the individual is a narcissist. You are their prey. So that must. And when I say that, you're like, wait a minute, their prey? Yes, because the narcissist has what I call a predatorial spirit. They want to dominate you, destroy who you are as a person and birth someone that they believe is the ideal mate that basically will worship them like a deity or a god. All right. Okay, y'all, this is going to get good. You are their prey, so they must study you. And they study you 
so that they can dominate you. When you see when they see you as harmless. It will utterly lead to your demise. The individual will slowly chip away at your esteem, but turn around and build you right up. You will develop a need to please them and forget what matters to you. You slowly begin to lose your identity and create one for your relationship. Please be advised that the red flags that you choose to ignore are God's warning that this individual is not the one. Should you fail to listen, you will transition to the preteen stage of the relationship. This is a very interesting stage because you are trying to find your place or identity in this relationship. You know that you are together, but are you truly compatible? This is why I say, Don't have sex on the first date so that you can get to know your person. You start to remember the things you did prior to the relationship that brought you happiness. You weigh the pros and cons of this relationship and wonder, do I really like who I am becoming with this person? And can I see a real future with them? You see that relationship has matured. But is there any real growth? When this occurs, you may find yourself at the crossroads of life. Before you make a decision, ask yourself this question. Have the last three years of my life been below or above average of my standards for a relationship? If the answer is below standard, bow out gracefully. In other words, run. If not, the misery from the first three years will magnify itself over time. And guys, I speak from experience. I'm not just shooting from the hip with this. I had to live through this. So I'm I'm only telling you what I know. If you want to take a chance and, and try to to grow a tree on unfertile ground go for it but I'm trying to save you from having a broken heart a drained spirit doctor bills from you thinking you've got mental challenges and then your doctor tells you no you're perfectly fine you just need to get out of that relationship all right and this and I want y'all to I want y'all to understand I'm basing it upon, you know, a taller stage, which is one to three years um, for a human. And when you talk about preteen, you know, it goes, it progresses, you know, you have your your um, childhood. But with toddlers, I'm just going all the way through toddler, child, all of that. I just kind of group that together. But. Through this whole time frame, your emotions will be on a roller coaster. And then your partner is not going to do something that's major. That's going to be like, oh, my God, this is a deal breaker. No, your partner's not going to do something. They may do something such as 
leave the toilet seat up on a continuous basis. Although you told them to stop, somehow that toilet seat remains up. Or, you know, you may have told your significant other to please clean the hair out of the shower on a consistent basis. And that person continues to not do so. So you clean it yourself instead of holding them accountable. Big mistake. All right. So if somebody's doing something wrong, somebody's making you feel bad. I need you guys to have the courage to stand up and fight for yourself and call them out on what they do. Because in your relationship, you both deserve to be happiness. You both deserve to be happy. But also remember that he is not responsible for your happiness. She is not responsible for your happiness. And if you don't go, if you do not go by uh, gender categories of male and female, you know, whichever one you select, just remember that nobody is responsible for your happiness. Keep in mind, you can't fix your partner. You will lose yourself trying to fix a broken person. If you stay, I strongly and highly recommend couples therapy. It has to be a requirement because you will not be able to beat that beast alone. If you try, you're going to lose your sanity. You're going to think that you do something wrong all the time. And in a relationship, you are relating to one another. Every single day, you are trying to find something to relate to each other. And you've got to fight for your relationship. It can't just be all on one. And here's the other thing. You can't fight for the relationship after you have exhausted your partner. You have to do the work to help build your partner back up in the heel and to work towards them trusting you again by you being consistent, by you showing up, by you spending quality time together, asking about that person's hopes, dreams and aspirations, giving sound advice, being a leader. All right. Whether you're male or female or whatever your gender preference is. If when you are making a decision about this relationship, you rate it as above standard. You need to have a detailed conversation with your partner concerning the direction of the relationship. Determine a plan to meet the needs of you both. Discuss your likes and dislikes and create a safe space so that you all can be open and honest with each other. This takes a lot of trust especially from a man men don't always express their emotions because they see it as a sign of weakness or they have been taught you know suck it up you know they've always been told to suppress their feelings let your partner know that his feelings are safe with you and he needs to do the same with you the relationship is maturing but at the sight of the first argument if either of you throw the vulnerability the vulnerabilities into each other's face it's a wrap
So be mindful of this. Disagreements will occur, but both of you have to do the work to maintain respect no matter what. You can get a, a, you know, develop a system where, you know, so that, you know, if a person's getting overwhelmed or you feel defensive, you might have a, a code word like yellow or stop or you guys may hold hands, you know, or hug. You know, everyone has their own method that works perfectly for their relationship. I advise that you, if you choose to move forward at this point, that you find yours because you're going to need it. You are not going to always agree with your mate. I'm sorry, whoever says that, that means the other person is suppressing how they feel um, or suppress or suppressing their voice just for the sake of peace. And although it sounds good, you know, because basically one yielded, but if a person yields to you every single time and you don't ever do that for them, do you truly love that person? If you don't want to hear their voice or make them feel like their opinion matters. Are you truly ready to continue moving forward with the relationship? Because see, in a relationship, you can't be selfish. You have to be selfless. You 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 have to give of yourself. And it's not always 50-50. It may be 30, 70, 60, 40. And it may sometimes be he doing more or you doing more. But however the case is, the two of you are walking as one and you need to act like it. This is very, very important. You have to walk the talk as, and that quote came from Sam Walton. Okay, so I'm not trying to take credit for anything that's not mine. Remember, you decided to move forward in the relationship and so did your partner. You can't quit. Family and friends may weigh in advice, but keep them out of your relationship. I have developed an idea that is very simple and effective. I'll call it God's halo. Your homework for today is to go to your significant other or husband or, you know, partner, however you describe the person that you love. Lock both hands together to form a small circle. Stare in each other's eyes and state what you mean to each other. When doing so, commit yourself to the relationship without deceit in your heart and you can't look away. Once complete, keep your hands locked and pray to God for peace and guidance for the longevity of your relationship. All right. Once you've done that, open your eyes. Keep your hands locked. Now look up. And look down. No question for you. Was there anything in between you all when you looked up and you looked down? I guarantee you said no. And if you said no, that's correct. Psych, no, that is incorrect. Because there is something in between of you. 
in between the two of you, but you can't see it. All right. All right. I like to be a little sarcastic sometimes, y'all. It's kind of like a dry joke. It's okay. You will notice that nothing is in your circle from a from a physical eye. But if you look from a spiritual eye, ah, you'll see that that is the place where God where God dwells in your relationship. It is just a reminder that nobody is invited into the circle of your relationship but God. Your children, they are attached to you, but they are not supposed to become between the two of you. This doesn't say that they are not a priority, but if the two of you are walking as one, you can't be divided. So I need y'all to remember that. And, you know, I want y'all to also not use kids as weapons. You know, if a person wants to leave a relationship, allow them the freedom to do so without the guilt. You can you can co-parent. You can help. You can co-parent. And it can work. It's not always easy. But would you rather your children grow up in a healthy environment where there is peace and you two aren't hurting each other? Or would you rather them grow up in chaos? They see you all cursing each other out. Talking to each other any type of way. Turning on each other. Turning them against each other. Is that the type of household that you all want to give your children? Because if the answer is yes, you have gift-wrapped trauma to your legacy. And yes, children are your legacy. So be careful. You know, protect their innocence as much as you can. But realize kids hear everything. They really, really do. Even when you don't think they're listening, they're listening. They're watching. What behavior do you want them to see? And parents and and those who choose to cohabitate, you all have got to decide how to parent. You know, no matter what. It's very, very important that you all decide how to parent. And don't make one person the disciplinarian and then the other one the fun parent. That's not fair. Your job is to raise your child and instill morals and values into them. Or are into the individual. Child is singular. Them is plural. I want you to believe in yourself. I know that you can do this. I know that you all can work together whether you decide to stay or go. But I need you all to be very honest with yourself. It's not fair for you to hold on to an individual 
when you know in your heart that you've already left. You've got to really, really be mindful of that. I have a philosophy. Well, it's not a written down philosophy, but it's one that I use. And, you know, I've heard different ways of people saying it. But I recommend people play in traffic than to play with my feelings because I matter. And you matter. So if a person chooses to not value you, then you need to remove yourself from that situation. You can only tell someone that they're hurting you for so long. I need y'all to understand that. Eventually, you're crazy. Like, what do you mean? You're crazy. You are insane. Because the definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You can't change that person. And I can't say that enough. You can't build a broken person, especially if they're not ready to be healed. They need to do the work. The best thing that you can do for that individual is encourage them to go to counseling. If you if they want you there with them, be present. But give them the space to grow. Give them the space to relax and enjoy just breathing. Everyone Please take your relationships with people serious. This is a person's life. And obviously something about you made them trust you enough to give you the keys to their life. A person's heart is fragile, especially when they remove all of the walls. So be careful with their heart. Be careful with their children's heart. Be careful with your own heart. Remember, I've said this several times, that in the Bible it says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Let's say this slowly. Love thy neighbor, meaning love your neighbor, a person you see, as you love yourself. Do you love yourself? Can you truly say you love yourself? You might be like, yeah, I love myself. I love myself. But look at your choices and your decisions. Do your choices and decisions in life say that you love yourself? And if they don't, the logical thing to do is to go on a journey. A journey of healing. And when you do this, it's going to require meditation. Meditation, a quiet room. You know, mind clear, phone off, all of that stuff. And when you do that, breathe in. Then breathe out. Breathe in. Then breathe out. And once you do that, and you get a habit of doing that, I want you to take the journey back into your life. 
all the way to the beginning as far as you can remember and go back to that point in your life where that trauma almost destroyed you and your healed self or this version of you today needs to go back there to that place where you were hurt, abandoned, or anything. And go get yourself and embrace yourself. Embrace yourself and give that part of yourself all the love that it needs and desires. And once that is done, you move on. That's what I mean when I say love yourself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't truly love anyone with their whole with your whole heart if you don't first know how to love you. Yeah, some bad stuff may have happened in the past, but so what? You're here. Obviously God saw it fit for you to be here. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and make steps each and every day to be a better person. You know, I have to practice this myself because it is so easy to be caught up in the um, illusion of the dating phase. You know, wine and dine and all of that stuff. And sometimes you want to believe that it's going to always be this way, but it's not. I promise you. It is not, that's not relating to a person. You're like, what do you mean? You are two different individuals with two different ideas, two different cultures in some ways, depending on your household. And you've got to find a way to fuse those things together so that you all become one and live in harmony. So please, please, please pay attention to the red flags get you a piece of paper write out the pros write out the cons and if the pros outweigh the cons I'm going to cheer for you and say move for it but if the cons outweigh the pros I'm gonna say sis run brother run that is not you that person needs to go on a healing journey or you being whole will be broken trying to fix that individual and that's not your job you can give them a reference you can point them in the right direction for help but they still have free will to do as they please god gave it to them hopefully they choose choose right and choose god only time will tell but Stop holding on to history. Stop looking in the rearview mirror of life. Because you develop Lot syndrome. Lot's wife syndrome is what I call it. You know, I don't know if it's an actual scientific term, but it's what I call it. And what it with the Lot's wife syndrome, you are always looking back at what was to the point you stay frozen in that time. 
and you will never ever see what will be so again stop looking in that review mirror of life and start looking through the windshield of your future you deserve it you are worthy and I need you to say that I deserve it and I am worthy but most of all I am enough say it again I am enough all right I hope this encourages you share my podcast guys if you know someone that needs to hear some encouraging words going through something and you don't know how to help them share my podcast you know introduce them to devotionals pray for them you know tonight myself you know I I had to go to church and I had to get myself filled back up because I opened myself up to the point of allowing people to speak with me and I assist them that in itself can emotionally affect you if you don't stay if, if, if you have taken on too much I'll say that some things you have to really let go and let God because it is it is beyond your control well guys that's my time until next time this is Jay Marie aka Jamela Hillary Harris signing off for Jay Marie Speaks God bless